0: Please turn to Psalm 114. Amen. Psalm 114. Amen. While you are turning, we're going to hear today about the glory of God in a very significant event. Jesus said that if two sisters would believe, they would see the glory of God. Yes. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God? Amen. In this psalm, we're going to see an account of another event giving glory to God. Yes. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of strange language, Judah was his sanctuary and Israel his dominion. The sea saw it and fled, yes. Jordan was driven back, Great. the mountains skipped like rams. And the little hills like lambs. Amen. What ailed thee, O thou sea, that thou fleddest? Thou Jordan, that thou wast driven back? Ye mountains, that ye skipped like rams, and ye little hills like lambs? Tremble, thou earth, right. at the of the Lord, Amen. at the of the God of Jacob, which turned the rock into a standing water, the flint into a fountain of waters. Amen. Amen. This short, beautiful, and poetic psalm describes Israel's deliverance out of Egypt and entrance into the land of Canaan. The dividing of the Red Sea and the Jordan River 40 years later are presented. The Lord's provision of water from a rock when surrounded by a desert is also recounted. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, Judah was his sanctuary and Israel his dominion. While there is not a direct antecedent for the pronouns, his, in verse 2, we should easily understand that Judah was the Lord's sanctuary and Israel was the Lord's dominion. Perhaps his identity is left out here to direct our attention to verse 7, where the Lord is plainly revealed in the focal verse of this psalm. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan was driven back. The mountains skipped like rams and the little hills like lambs. I would like to deal with one common error here in order to defend the glory of God in this event. If you took a religion or an Old Testament class at a state or liberal arts college, you might have been taught that the Red Sea crossing was really the Reed Sea crossing and only involved the Israelites crossing a shallow body of landlocked fresh water filled with reeds or, variously, a shallow body of salt water filled with seaweed." Liberal college religion professors are similar to the Sadducees denying anything supernatural and I would like to credit and thank Jim Edwards for pointing that out to me when I was in college and taking a religion class like the one I just described. At the time I reveled in the fact that a man who was a truck driver by trade and I mean no disrespect to anyone who drives a truck but, but a man who drove trucks was easily, confidently, and without hesitation able to defend the glory of God and point fallacies I was learning right. from my faithless and God-dishonoring religion class taught by a Ph.D. <laughs> the crossing of the Red Sea is a huge event in the Bible yes. and is magnified by the Lord, by His people, and by His enemies throughout both Testaments. Right. Let's give God the glory and gladly give him and his word the benefit of any doubt in any detail we don't fully understand. The Lord planned this event to get a name for himself and to enhance his reputation. Moses explained to Pharaoh God's will for his life in Exodus 9.13, And in very deed for this cause have I raised thee up. To show in thee my power, Amen. and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. Amen. The Lord also told Moses, And behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them, and I will get me honor upon Pharaoh Amen. and upon all his host, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. Moses led the children of Israel in a song immediately after the crossing that included these words, The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. Yes. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be as still as a stone till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over, which thou hast purchased. Yes. Amen. Forty years later, when the spies sent from Joshua met Rahab in the city of Jericho, she said, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. And that your terror is fallen upon us Amen. and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you right. when ye came out of Egypt and what he did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Wow, what a testimony. If that's not enough, there were two sets of eyewitnesses to this event the Israelites and the Egyptians. According to Exodus 14 10 through 12, the children of Israel thought they were trapped between the Egyptians and a sea that could not be crossed. According to Exodus 14.3, the other eyewitnesses, the Egyptians, also thought the Israelites were trapped. The path forward was only available after the Lord's miraculous intervention. The place of the crossing was deep enough that the world's most powerful army at the time was drowned there trying to chase the Israelites. This army included Pharaoh and at least 600 chariots. How deep was the water? Exodus 14 twice describes it like a wall on both sides of the Israelites as they crossed. Let's also remember that according to 1 Kings 9, King Solomon built a navy of ships on the shore of the Red Sea. The men of Tyre, known for their skill with ships and navigation, assisted in selling these ships to Ophir to get gold for Solomon. Israel's wisest king did not build large ships and set them in mud puddles. This is the same king that said, The same king said, Then I saw that wisdom excelleth folly as far as light excelleth darkness. Amen. Here is the point the crossing of the Red Sea was a tremendous and miraculous event that magnified the power and glory of God, and the Lord does not want us to forget it. Yeah. Let's further give glory to the Lord in thinking about the number of people who crossed. According to Exodus twelve, thirty-seven, there were six hundred thousand men. If each was married and had a couple of children, the group could easily have numbered between two and a half and three million people. That's right. But this is only counting the people. <clears throat> we're also told they had flocks and herds, even very much cattle. What ailed thee, O thou sea, that thou fleddest? Thou Jordan, that thou wast driven back? Ye mountains, that ye skipped like rams, and ye little hills like lambs. Here the psalmist asks rhetorical questions of inanimate objects. Jordan Sea, Red Sea, uh, Jordan River and Red Sea, what happened to your normal water course to be temporarily and dramatically disrupted? Only the Lord can do this. Perhaps the mountain skipping could include Mount Sinai shaking at the giving of the law, which occurred between the crossings of the Red Sea and the Jordan River. Mm -hmm. Now we arrive at the highlight of this psalm, which is verse 7. Tremble, thou earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. The Lord rightly wants, expects, demands, and us His children invites, reverence, awe, attention, respect, obedience, worship. This is an invitation, a call, to forget for a moment the details of life and its distractions and to focus on the Lord himself and what he does. The Bible has many attention-getting passages to help us forget ourselves and think on the Lord. In conclusion, to draw a few lessons from this psalm, are you in a frighteningly dangerous situation, like being between a powerful army and an uncrossable sea? The Lord can make a way for you. Are you lacking something necessary that God ordinarily intended people to have, such as needing water in a desert? The Lord can abundantly provide. Do you have children? Fathers, um, according to David in Psalm 78 and Moses in Deuteronomy 6, children should be taught these events by you, by us. Do you take pleasure in the works of God? According to Psalm 111 and verse 2, some men seek out God's works and take pleasure in them. Do you take time to read, think, and meditate on Bible passages like this in order to know your Lord better? May the Lord be by our consideration of the Psalm today. Amen. Amen.